Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. Lord, if you don't go to a church like that, you're going to the wrong one. He's a real God. He's a living God. He's not a steeple. He's not a bell. He's not a stained glass window. He's not a watered-down gospel. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrows and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's the Bible right right there, talking about the Bible. Bible talking about Bible. For the word of God is quick. It's powerful. It doesn't wait till things are popular. Preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. It does not wait. It does not wait. If you're new in here today, understand those are Bible verses. You're supposed to be pierced. Your soul is supposed to be brought asunder. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. What does that mean, by the way? What, What exactly does that mean? Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. This isn't the message. This is all free. You can give an extra five bucks in the offering if you'd like. What it means is when you're going to to divide soul and spirit, that's what the word does. It divides your soul and it divides your spirit. Your soulish realm is your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions. It divides those things out. It shows you what's your soul and what's your spirit. Your spirit is 100% made whole. Your soul is in reformation. Your soul is being being brought under subservience to Jesus, being brought into submission. Your spirit is already there. It shows you what is spirit and what is soul. What is spirit is truth. What is spirit is the word of God. Now the Lord is that spirit, 2 Corinthians 3.17. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. It shows you, the word of God shows you what's my thoughts, what's my emotions, and what's true. And it wants to bring your soul into what's true. Your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, all of those things. Wants to bring it into submission to the word of God, where everything is automatic for you. Well, I'm thinking one thing, but what does the word say? I'm feeling one thing, but what does the word say? I'm not gonna go with my feelings if they're the opposite of what the word says. It's the word talking about what the word does. If you are new, understand what you are hearing is the gospel. You may have been preached a soft-pedaled, watered-down message to keep you in the building. What's the point of keeping you in the building if you're not saved? If you are saved, what's the point of keeping you in the building if you're staying useless, you're not winning souls, you're not influencing the world? 
Right now, out of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, you and I are supposed to be the restraining of what's going on in this world. Not the compliant. Well, we want to make this, this group feel comfortable. We want to make that group feel comfortable. Look what's happened with the transgender movement. Look what's happened. They're storming churches, shooting to death six people at one time, three of which are nine-year-olds, because nobody is accommodating them. Listen, there's a big difference between tolerating and accommodating. Tolerating and celebrating. They don't want tolerance. They want celebration. They want accommodation. And anybody who won't accommodate them and celebrate them, they're gonna be violent towards because they've been taught that they can be violent toward them. They, they have been taught that a lack of accommodation justifies violence. This is the exact same thing going on in the racial realm too. No, where, what did I walk into? Listen, we in the church are not to be going with the flow or pretending like the flow isn't there. We're supposed to be the dam in the river, the restraining. How do you do that if you don't address it? Well, they're not with a lot, most churches, they aren't gonna be addressing the transgender problem. That's because they're cowards. You, you, think, you think that it's antithetical to the word for a man to pretend he's a woman and a woman to pretend he's a man? It's lying? You're not supposed to adorn yourself in the opposite sex's clothes? And the church shouldn't address it? Like they, they, they haven't addressed abortion? Like they haven't addressed homosexuality? You're supposed to address these things, not, not just to, to bring them out and to expose them, although you should do that too. And again, it's not just about, here's, here's what we're against. You should be firmly and outspokenly against things. Nothing wrong with that. And then you should perform miracles. And then you should win the lost. All of it. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Not just we are the church who is against. Then you become the church at Ephesus that has lost its first love. Basically, he says, you know what? I'm glad that you're against things. That everybody knows what you're against. I'm just putting this in my own words. But you know what? You've lost your first love. You, you can't stand evil. That's great. And, and, and by the way, that was a plus in God's eyes. An attribute in God's eyes. But they had lost their first love. They weren't worshiping like we were just worshiping. They weren't praising like we were praising. They weren't performing miracles like we performed miracles. They weren't doing those things anymore. They were just Trump Republicans. Whoops! How dare you say, I'll say whatever I want. Understand that. Here's why I'll say whatever I want. You cannot be constrained up here. You have to just preach the word. But listen, you're like, Tom, I thought you were a Trump Republican. I am. But I'm not just going to be. That's, that's why we had people leave the church when the power of God started to fall. All they wanted was Trump Republicanism. They wanted an anti-vax message. They wanted an anti-COVID message. Can you not get enough? Are you not entertained? <laughs> How much more do you need to be against something? 
We're already against it. Outspokenly against. Never closed. Never masked. Never social distance. Never vaxxed. I get it. We firmly established that. We got it. How much more do you need to hear? Start performing miracles. Operating the power of God. Instead of going out there and just telling people that you're against them and that you're against what they stand for, which is fine, by the way. Well, you know, we're not against the people. We're just against the sin. That's not a Bible verse. God is against people. There's six things, six things the Lord hates, seven are an abomination to them. Two of them are people. False witnesses. Let's say, I just can't stand that. They're false witnessing, but I love the false witness. It's not a Bible verse. Love the sin. I mean, love the sinner, hate the sin. It's not a Bible verse, so I don't go by it. You tell me that you're against people? Yep. Just like God is. I emulate my father. Listen, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that the door is not open to redemption. I emulate my father. The door is always open to redemption. But I'm not going to tell you you're right when you're wrong. I'm not going to accommodate things that God does not accommodate because I'm sending you straight to hell, both on earth and in eternity. The suicide rate for gender transformations is identical. Once they are transformed into the identity that they assume that they want to be, suicide rate stays the same. After they've lofted it all off and they've inverted everything, suicide rate's exactly the same. It does nothing because it's a God-shaped void. That's why you and I don't just come in and say you're stupid, you're silly, whatever it is. We do say those things. So I always want to make sure that people understand. You know, we don't, we don't want to teach anybody that we're against them here. Why? It's not what Jesus did. But why are you doing things in the name of Jesus that Jesus didn't do? Why are you taking on traits of antichrist in the name of Christ? So when I go, when I, you know, when I say to a transgender person, you know what? You have a void in your life. Oh, and they start screaming. You see all the videos. Who's the violent ones? The violent accuse the nonviolent of being violent. Well, we're here to save all the kids. What we care about is the kids. That's why we want to take away all your firearms. Oh, really? Aren't you the ones that butchered 41 Point two million kids in the womb last year, and you want to save 4,000? 4, See, they always talk about the number one cause of death for any child in America is a firearm. That's a lie. Because they're following their father, who's a bull-faced liar. Like, what kind of church is the second? No, it is for freedom. That Christ has set us free. So I, anything, anything antithetical to freedom, putting masks on you, locking you down, that's antichrist. So they say number one cause of death to children in America is firearms. So should we address that in the church? I'm not asking. Should we? Not that, I, not that, you're, not that I'm going to follow your opinion. I'm just asking. <laughs> should we talk about that inside the church? Because if that's what's being promulgated to our society, is not the church supposed to address lies? Number one cause of death for children in America is what? Exactly. Number one cause, of, number two is what? Accidents. All forms of accidents. 
4,000 firearms deaths a year. Now, who are they including in that? Remember, it's just all a narrative. It's all a narrative. It's lying through statistics. Don't let me forget firearms. It's just like I said on the podcast last night with Anthony Fauci. What he said was that it's impossible for coronavirus to come from the lab because the coronaviruses that were released from the lab, from the CCP, it was genetically impossible for them to evolve into COVID-19. Those are the ones they let you see. See how he's lying through statistics? There's over 100 more that they refuse to release. You don't think those could be the ones that evolved into COVID-19 through gain-of-function research? See, he lies to statistics. Is he sort of correct? Yeah. There's all, listen, a good lie always has an element of truth. Otherwise, it's a horrible lie. Trust me, I used to be a fantastic liar when I was unsaved. Great liar. But that's what they do. It's the same thing with guns. 4,000 kids died of, uh, from gun deaths. Okay, 4,000 kids. Now, kids means anybody under the age of 18. Where did, what are these, a bunch of four-year-olds running around with uh, 357 Magnums blowing each other away? Well, we had another five-year-old uh, raid in a, a school, entered a school in an active shooter situation. Shot up a bunch of other five-year-olds. No. Who, what are they including? It's suicides. 90% of them are suicides. They're not, they're, not, they're not a bunch of kids that are dying from firearms. They're suicides. That's the truth. We in the church need to address the truth. Because that's what's being lied to, to our culture. Like, what does that have to do with Jesus? We, listen, a lie has to do with Jesus. Any lie. Look what, look what abortion has done. That's a lie. That's not a person. What is it then? How does anybody believe that? You want to be delivered from abortion? Watch one. If you, listen, you notice how none of them ever will? If you're so sure of yourself, then watch one. Everything that I'm for, I'll watch. Every last thing that I'm for, I'll watch. I love dogs. I'll watch dogs. I'm for dogs. I love church. I watch church. I love the Holy Ghost. I watch the Holy Ghost. I'm not afraid of any of those things. Anything else you can possibly name. But they won't watch one. And we in the church need to address that these people and these address the lies and the people who lie. Don your black robes. Have some courage. And in the midst of that, we offer redemption. We offer a path out, but we don't accommodate squat. Reason? It's so funny to watch the church hesitate. I'm running it through my mind now. Is that godly or not, what he just said? Well, ask yourself. I, I've still, I, I've talked to Aaron about it. I've got to do a message series on the, how Jesus talked. So if you're like, should I applaud that or not, or amen that or whatever, just agree tacitly, not tacitly, but just wholeheartedly agree. Should I or should I not? Well, did Jesus accommodate? No, not at all. Woman at the well, he said, go and sin no more. Whitewashed tombs full of dead man's bones. 
You wander throughout the earth, and if you win one proselyte, you make him twice as much a son of hell as you are. You should applaud that. That's your Jesus. That's the real Jesus. Yeah, but that's not the one that I was taught. That doesn't matter what you were taught. You're not going to be judged by the one you're taught. You're going to be judged by the word of God. And I don't just mean judgment day. I mean judge now. God judges the righteous. And God is angry at the wicked every day. You're being judged every day by God. Make sure you're Christ-like. We don't have a problem. It's like right now. Do you have a problem getting enough liberal news? Got plenty of it. We, got, we don't have both sides. We got plenty of liberal news. Well, you know what? In the church, we have plenty of love, which isn't really even love. It's accommodation. It's man-made. Love is way more hardcore than what most of us have been taught. Unless you've sat in this church for years, you've, been, you've probably been taught a false love narrative. Of, 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 of truth avoidance. Love never, love rejoices in the truth. 1 Corinthians 13, 6. So if someone, if someone comes up to you and says, you know, or, or you are living in sin and someone tells you that you're living in sin, love is, that's love. It's rejoicing in that truth and does not rejoice in sin. All the same verse. 1 Corinthians 13, 6. That's what love is. Not the only component of love. See if I can remember them all. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love, love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, love never fails. There you go. It's all of that. But what gets skipped? Love gets, what gets skipped is love does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in saying what is true. True is true. If you're thin, you're thin. You're fat, you're fat. True. If your hair looks like crap this morning, it looks like crap this morning. It's true. I, see, I don't struggle in any of that. You're like, is it because you always think you look great? Well, that's kind of true. But <laughs> in all honesty, I don't care. Like right now, I'm sweating through my shirt. I know that I've got a bra of sweat now. <laughs> I don't care. It's true. Because the stupid ACs aren't done yet. This is a stupid insurance company. You can have a whole litany of stupids right there. But what's true is true. It doesn't matter that you live in denial. Denial does not stop you from the, does not, does not keep you from the repercussions of what's true. It doesn't pardon you from what's true. I'm in denial. I'm not fat. You're buying size 48 pants. You're fat. I'm sorry. I've been fat. I've lost the same 40 pounds 40 times. That's not an exaggeration. 
up and down. I've got my mega thin clothes, my thin clothes, my fat clothes, and my mega fat clothes. Right now, I'm in my between thin and fat clothes, hoping never to go back up to mega fat. When, you're like, Tom, what kind of life do you lead? Well, when Hope is dressing me, and she just puts out all my clothes. I, don't, I live the life, I live an absolute life of, of wonderfulness. I don't do nothing. It's great. I know you're jealous. Well, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> true, again, what's true is true. And, I, and, and she'll put out a shirt for me, and I'll try to button it, and I can't button it. And she's like, well, I must have shrunk. I said, no, she's sweet. I'm fat. I put on weight. I'm fat. You know it. I know it. I'm fat. I could button it a month ago, can't button it now. I could button it in November, can't button it in January. I wonder what happened. Christmas. That's what's true. Amen. Matthew 24, 24. Now I'm starting the message. That was all free. The last 20 minutes was free. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets. You're gonna hear the only practical message on the Antichrist today. That's actually practical. Did you hear ominous music? I'm not gonna show you a video where Christians get their heads cut off. Nothing. I'm gonna preach to you a practical message about the Antichrist. For there shall arise false Christs. Notice the S's. They're very important. And false prophets. And shall show great signs and wonders. Great signs, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Now, most Christians do not read that verse correctly. They, are, they, they read it as that it's impossible for the elect to be deceived. Oh, really? Most of them didn't even blink an eye recently when you couldn't buy, sell, trade, or travel without a QR code on the uh, QR coded mark of the beast on your phone. Didn't blink an eye, didn't repent. Never said they were wrong as they ushered in vaccine passports, which are ushering in central bank digital currency, which is, which is ushering in social credit systems where you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without the approval of a QR code, which can be manipulated by a tyrant. Didn't blink an eye so they can't be deceived. It's not what it says. In so much that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very light. You decide whether it's possible or not. If it's possible, you will make that decision. Not that it's, that it's impossible. It's that you decide. If it's possible, you make that decision. If it's possible for you to be deceived. I, like nobody, nobody preaches this. Stuff. I, I know, it's amazing. It truly, it truly is amazing that nobody preaches the Bible. So what makes it possible for the elect to be deceived? See, nobody preaches it because this isn't popular. But yet everybody gets to see, you know, it's not popular to preach it, then what happened to the church, though? Look at what happened to the church. And usually you'd be like, well, the church in Uganda stood. They didn't stand either. Church in Australia, non-existent. Remember Hillsong, all that? It's non-existent. 
Other, I can name names, but God won't let me. Lord, can I? Okay. <laughs> I can name names that you know their, their ministries no longer exist. I'm talking about best-selling, multi-million dollar men and multi-million dollar ministries. They left. They're gone. You don't, may not know they're gone. See, what I have is I have an inroad. Rodney Howard Brown knows everybody. Knows everybody. Can call anybody. He can call Mar-a-Lago today. He knows everybody. He knows who stepped down and who hasn't. I'm telling you. You don't think it's possible for the elect to be deceived? What? So because nobody preaches this, how then can they call on the one of whom they have not heard? How can they hear without someone preaching to them? So people don't even know that they can be deceived. Many people that read that verse says, I can't be deceived, I'm part of the elect. It's not true. The love of most will grow cold, why? Because of false prophets. Matthew 24, 10 through 13. So somebody ought to tell everybody that you can be deceived. That there's an antichrist and an antichrist spirit and there are false prophets and antichrists. So what makes it possible? I'm gonna tell you today. I will tell you this. For most Christians, you look at the verse, for there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, he shall deceive the very elect. They shall deceive the very elect. Most Christians don't even need the signs and wonders. They're so depleted, so inept, so blind, and so weak, nobody even needs to show signs and wonders. They're just gonna go ahead and fall away. What, what did it take? A 99.9% survival virus, the entire worldwide evangelical church closed. Upon the command of the Antichrist spirit. Who they, whose orders were they following? You can say, people can say, Donald Trump, Donald Trump's not a believer. No, people say that he, I don't, listen, folks, if there's no fruit, it's not a believer. Okay, it's been years now, I've heard he was led, to, okay, it's been years, there's no fruit, I'm sorry. You know, if, I, can't, I can't judge him from afar, but I can tell you there's no fruit, so obviously I believe he's not. So I don't care if Donald Trump told you to do it. Donald Trump was receiving his orders from where? He was, he was receiving his orders from the Centers for Disease Control and from the NIH, which are all dominated by globalist leftists who want to butcher the unborn. So you don't follow that. You ought to know. Why don't they know? Nobody tells them. There's two reasons why Christians are ignorant. Destroyed for lack of knowledge, Hosea 4, 6. Why? Why? There's two reasons. What are they? Nobody tells them, and they don't seek it on their own. You, you want to know, people want to know how I can quote Bible verses. I put time in. I put time in. It, it, my house looks weird. You go around my house, there's stacks of cards. It's weird. Yours should be weirder. We're a peculiar people. You should have the Bible out. You just shut your phone off. That way you know. First, you know, first of all, you don't have the knowledge and you're so, you're so encumbered by the world, you can't see. That's what's happened. 
Those are the two reasons. Nobody tells them, and nobody seeks it out for themselves. You should know these things. But many Christians, they don't even need signs and wonders. They just need a person to tell them something. Uh, you need to close down. Why do I, did anybody ask? Why do I need to close down? What, what is that exactly? Well, it's a 3% death rate. Remember, that was like the first week of three years of 15 days to flatten the curve. They just ended the state of emergency. It isn't, it isn't official yet. It has to be signed off by the vegetable in chief. But they just ended it, and 23 senators voted against them, all with a D in front of their name. So you think it's all about medicine? No. None of them are, none of them are in any danger. You're not in any danger. There are no body wagons going anywhere, but yet you still got to have a state of emergency. It's for manipulation. It's for control. It's for subjugation. It's what it's been about from day one, and people should have known it. I know I'm preaching to the choir. If you're crazy enough to be sitting in these purple seats, you're the choir. I only had two walkouts so far. That's good. I was on a six-week streak of zero. Now I'm on a streak of a couple of weeks. They can't take it because this to them isn't Christianity. Saying something, there shall arise false Christ and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders. It's so much that. If it were possible, they shall deceive the very life. What is that? What is that? That's Jesus. Aren't you Christian? That's Jesus. Just like there are many judgments, God judges the righteous and God is angry at the wicked every day, Psalm 711, as I stated earlier. The spiritual man makes judgments about all things, but he himself is not subject to any man's judgment, right? Do not judge according to your appearance, but judge with righteous judgment, Jesus commanded you to do. People who get upset and, and, walk, and walk out of the church or get upset by these things are upset by Jesus himself. Well, we're not supposed to judge. Who told you that? Who, who told you not to judge? The same people that tell you it takes a village. Same people that tell you to put a mask on. Same people that tell you that climate change is going to kill you. It's all a big game. It's all from the father of lies. The prince of the power of the air. Look at where things came from. When people, I've been saying this on the podcast. When people espouse an opinion... Ask them from what data they derive that opinion from. The vaccine is safe and effective. That's what they all said. It now has come out, because Pfizer has to continue to release. Aaron's going to have a tough time editing this message. It's now come out that more people died in the vaccine group than the placebo group in the vaccine trials. Not to mention the 28 out of 32 women who were pregnant that miscarried. 28 out of 32. 28 out of 32, and it was deemed safe and effective for the pregnant. That's an absolute fact. You see Pfizer denying it? Why am I not being sued by Pfizer? Why is RFK Jr. not being sued by Pfizer? Why is Edward Dowd not being sued by Pfizer when they're just putting out stats? Because it's in their own vaccine trials. They're liars. From where do you get it? You come out safe and effective. Safe where? From what, from what data are you deriving that opinion from? Always ask that. Put a mask on. From what data are you deriving that opinion from? Tell me how a mask stops a virus. Please explain it to me. I just want to know the science. 
So there are many judgments. Not one. Many. Yes, there is one great white throne judgment. <clears throat> but there are many judgments. God is judging every day. You're making judgments every day. At least you should be. You should be deeming righteousness, not righteous. Every day. Holy Spirit, Antichrist Spirit. Every day. Everything you see. But instead, Christians get trained not to judge. Based on what? From what? What data are you deriving that opinion from? It's not the Bible. So where are you getting it from? Antichrist. Told you I'm going to make it practical. You thought this was going to be ominous music and Christians being executed because I'm talking about the Antichrist. No, it's way more practical than that because as there is many judgments, there's many Antichrists. But as with judgment, with judgment, Christians only fixate on the one while they're being destroyed for not judging. They're fixating on the great white, someday I'll be judged and I don't have to worry about judgment till then. Really? You think that? You're supposed to be judging every day. So most Christians fixate on the one and, not, and they don't judge as they should or they're, they're avoiding judgments that they should be doing every day. So as there's many, many judgments, there's also many antichrists. There's more than, there's more than one. Look at this. Culminating with the antichrist. There's many antichrists and one, the antichrist. And his compliant number two. Beast one, beast two. Revelation chapter 13. Here it is. And I want to tell you this too. Christians also, they don't judge as they should before I get into Antichrist. And they're not avoiding judgment as they should. You could be avoiding judgment. Sowing and reaping is judgment. Who's the Lord of the harvest? Matthew 9, 38. So everything that you sow into the ground will come up. That's judgment. You can be avoiding it. Or you can be using it. But nobody teaches you about judgment. Don't judge. Why? Why, do, why are they like that? So they can accumulate to themselves teachers having itching ears. You have the book of Revelation, chapter 2, and not just chapter 2, but throughout 2 and 3, where God threatens to remove their lampstand from its place. You can't avoid that if you want to. How do you do it? How do you avoid your lampstand? How do you, how do you uh, avoid your pulpit, your platform from being removed from you? Preach the word instantly, in season, out of season, popular or not. So as there are many judgments, there's many antichrists culminating with the beast. And they're coming to deceive. And listen, I want you to know something. The tough thing about deception is that it's deceiving. See how brilliant I am? You don't just go, I want to be deceived. There's a way that seems right to a man. And its end is the way of death, Proverbs 14, 12. It seems right. Well, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you, none of it seemed right for me with COVID. I don't get people. But it seems right. Everybody told me to, to exercise 
the compassion that is within me. By wearing a mask and staying six feet apart, even though devils are telling me to do it. It seems right to, to the foolish. But even, even, for, even for those of us who didn't fall for that, there's something. Look at me now. There's something in your life. I'll make you feel better. There's something in your life. There's areas of deception in your life right now. There is in mine too. How will you know about them? The problem is, what's the problem with deception? I just said it. It's deceiving. People, people think, you don't know what you don't know. So you need God. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts and your thoughts. I need you, Lord. Show me. Show me where I'm wrong. People won't pray it. Isaiah 55, 8, 9. Pray it. I don't know, Lord. Most people don't want to pray it. Why don't they pray it? They don't want to know. It'll ruin their image of themselves. Ruin their own personal reputation about themselves. Nobody even cares. I mean, I'm gonna ask you something. Do you care about, do you, I mean, honestly, do you, do you spend your day, let's, let's all be friends here for a moment. Even those that hate you, hate me, I can tell by looking at your faces. <laughs> do you really spend your time thinking about what people think of you? Do you spend your time thinking about how great other people are? Oh, they just have a great reputation. I just love Bill. He has a great reputation. <laughs> Nobody even cares, but people will go to hell to defend it. Who cares what anybody thinks? People just don't know how great I am. Why do you even care what a, that a person tells you that you're great? Look at always, always, always mark it. Name it. Label it. Yes, that's the opposite of the world. So do it. Mark it. What am I, is what I'm thinking right now or what I'm wanting, Christ or Antichrist? So look, if Hollywood endlessly celebrates themselves, Grammys, Golden Globes, Screen Actors Guild Awards, how many more awards can they give themselves? Endless recognition. Oh, what are you wearing tonight, Jim? I'm wearing Cartier. Who cares? So if you're wanting attention, what spirit are you following? Well, that's easy for you to say, Tom. You're preaching in front of 600 people right now. You must want attention. Really? Follow me around in my life. Ask Heather and Travis to live right next door to me. Get to them before I can get to them. Good. Right after church. Ask them how much I parade myself around. How much, ask them how, many, how much do I try to get attention? Ask Aaron. Ask anybody here at the church. Well, you know, Tom, man, he's, he's just always out there. He's just, you know, he's just a, an attention whore. He walks into every room. Hey, look at me. That's disgusting to me. I'm like, praise you, God. You're the only one worthy of worship. You're the only one worthy of praise. And it's just sinking sand and empty and bottomless. That's that God-shaped void. 
that the transgenders are trying to fill by lopping off their testicles. Yeah, I'm 14, I feel like a girl. Why don't you just cut my balls off? Half of the country, oh, okay, oh. And a lot of Christians, they get discouraged when there's so many people. Well, have you ever read the Bible? Why are you discouraged? Of course the world's gonna go for it. It's the spirit of the Antichrist. It's the spirit of the world. The prince of the power of the air. Of course he wants testicles off, penises off, breasts off. He's a murderer from the beginning. What would you expect? It just came out. I can't remember what African country is because that's where all the white supremacists, the white supremacists are actually the globalist left. That's where they do all their experimentation. And the Catholic Church, I should have read the article more, the Catholic Church, which is all black in this country, is resisting their latest tetanus vaccine uh, program rollout. Why? Because they found sterilizing agents in it again. It's not the first time. That's what Billy was doing in India. And that's on the World Health, Health Organization's website. They had to do an international apology. Oh, we're so sorry. That in every single vial of our death juice, there were sterilizing agents in it. They hate people. Now, I'm accused of hating people. How do I hate people? I'm telling you what to do to be saved. I'm trying to get people saved. You're trying to lop off testicles. I'm the winner. <laughs> yes, there will be one beast coupled with his subordinate beast, what I call beast one which is followed and supported by beast two. But really, there's one antichrist, but there are many antichrists. All Christians, think about it. I'm gonna watch out for the one, and they're being dominated by the many. Because they don't read the Bible. Destroyed for lack of knowledge. Revelation 13, 13 through 17. Here is the beast. Here is the antichrist. He performs great signs so that, he, so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth. Tom, this is folklore. If you believe that, you fall in an antichrist spirit. You're like, the devil would never tell me that it's a lie to follow him. The Nazis are calling Nazis Nazis right now. The Nazis are calling people who are not Nazis Nazis right now so that they get persecuted as Nazis. Nazis are calling people who are not Nazis, Nazis, so that they get persecuted as Nazis. Any deception will work. Any lie will work. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth, coming for one reason, deception. By those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, this is beast two, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. I don't have time to go into Revelation theology this morning. I would love to, actually. I haven't done it in a while. Last time I did, I cut the church in half. <laughs> Which I won't hesitate to do again. 
I had a pastor call me on the phone this week. He said, yeah, I want to get you to the church so you can cut my church in half for me. I wonder why he never actually ever, ever actually schedules a date. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast. It's not folklore. This is going to happen. If you don't believe that, then you do not have your finger on the pulse of this world over the last three years of 15 days to flatten the curve. Tom, you're trying to instill, instill fear. Yep. That's right. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Amen. Revelation 3, 19 and 20. Nothing wrong with holy fear. Nothing wrong. I'm not talking about living every day with ominous music playing in the back of your mind, scared to death of what's going to happen. You shouldn't be scared at all. You should be like, okay, that's what's going to happen. No matter what happens, I'm going to prosper until the rapture. Period. Prosper till the rapture. Prosper till the rapture. Pro what, if, what if the dollar goes down? Prosper to the rapture. What if there's an economic collapse? Pro prosper to the rapture. Period. That's it. Always cause the triumph until we are brought, until the sky cracks and you and I go. Every minute victorious, prospering, wealthy, happy. But the only way to be happy is to know these things. That way you know how to respond. Oh, that's just, that's, you know, I'm not worried about, you know, climate change. I'm not worried about the next virus, the next pandemic, 15-minute cities. You restrain, you fight against them. But in the midst of it, you're like, I'm good. Amen. No matter what, I'm going to prosper. It doesn't matter what the world does. Exactly right. Rodney Howard Brown and Jonathan Shuttlesworth both prophesied that it's going to get way worse for the world, but better for the church. Yeah. In the last three years, I'm going to tell you, do you know how much money this church brought in last year? Yeah. I'm gonna, let me give you the stats. You ready? You're like, why can't, you, why can't we fix the building faster? Because they won't give me my money. They will. And look at all the progress. It's been progress, right? You're like, why, why do we still have a, why do we still have a, don't let me forget the money. Why do we still have an exposed concrete floor? Because the roof has to be done first. If you put all the carpet in, and it's Niagara Falls in here, kind of ruins the carpet. See how smart I am? So you just wait, and you put your $750,000 roof on first. That's what's going on right now. But that's, that's oh, so how much money do we, in 20, I want to give you the, how I want to I want to show you comparison and contrast because allegedly things got way worse right over the last three years of fifteen days to flatten the curve not for me not for many of you you're like there's yeah but Tom if you have an economic class what about my business it's got nothing to do with you your citizenship doesn't your citizenship is not on earth it's in heaven you're like but it's but it's impossible everything is possible there is no impossible for you. And you won't have to wait every day for a constant miracle. It will be an endless flow of endless victory at all times, no matter what's going on in the world. It won't matter. And, th and this church is the absolute perfect epitome of that, of that revelation knowledge. Three years ago today, what is today, April 2nd? Crackling to my left, driving me nuts. So here, just telling you, unwrap faster. 
faster. Don't be offended. I don't even know who you are. I purposely didn't look. So April, April 2nd, 2020, this church had about 130 people in it three years ago. We were bringing in about $2,000 a week. And I had accumulated doing it my way. I did it my way, just like Frankie. For 15 years, we had $27,000 in our bank account. 15 years accumulation of wealth, $27,000. So where are we now? God sets a table before you in the presence of your enemies. At that time, we were bringing in between $300,000 and $350,000 a year total. Last year, we brought in $3.4 million. And we gave away $750,000. What God will do for me, he will do for you. And part of that is you, by the way. We all have an equal share. Just because I'm the one on the pulpit doesn't mean I own Foundation Church more than anybody in this room. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast. Let me tell you where we're at real quick again. Revelation 13, 13 through 17. To give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. A lot of people think that, you know what, it's just left versus right. No, it's life versus death. I hate to get into some of this stuff, but it just pops into my head and I just got to talk about it. They're sending people to prison right now for no crimes. President Trump's been, been indicted for a crime that doesn't exist. They just, sent, they just found a man guilty of felonious memeing. Douglas Mackey, who lives in West Palm Beach, Florida, just used to put out silly, had his couple hundred thousand followers and put out silly memes all the time. Because he put one out making fun of Hillary Clinton, he's been found guilty of felonious memeing. And, and he could face 10 years in prison. They don't care. Like they'll abort, they'll, they'll, if they can't abort you in the womb, they'll abort you outside of the womb. They'll cause mass crime, mass murder. The murder rate in this country is up 25%, 50% in New York City alone. Mur think about it. Think about it. If you had 2,000 murders the year before, now, now you have 3,000 murders in one year. They don't care. It is about death. It's life and death. Blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. So this, is all, this culminates with the verse you hear me say all the time and that you should have memorized. And cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of, of his name. How does this not rivet the souls of the vaccine compliant? We have Benjamin Netanyahu on national TV, international TV, espousing a green pass. Can't go to the grocery store, can't go to entertainment, can't buy, can't sell, can't trade without your green card. 
Does it not rivet the souls of the evangelical community? Why is it that Foundation Church in Northport, Florida, in Tampa, Florida, in Pittsburgh, why are we the only ones talking about it? Amazing to me. You sound mad to me. Yeah, I'm mad. Mad is not sinful. Mad is not wrong. God's angry every day. It's his emotion. If you harbor it and you live in it, then it'll cost you. But you should be bad about things. How do you defeat the Antichrist? Know its characteristics. All you, you spot it. There's not a soul in Florida that doesn't know what a skunk smells like. <laughs> Driving down the road, oh man, someone hit a skunk. Everybody knows, you know the characteristics of it. I talked to you about my crazy dog who kills everything he sees. I know when he's about to do it. His eyes glaze over. We're inside. He looks into my, he, he's, he's one of the, he'll press his face against you. His big brown eyes looking you in the eye. He'll rub his face on you. Give you a real gentle kiss. Snuggled up with you, loves you, so devoted. And then when you go outside. <laughs> his eyes glaze over into what we call cone man. He spent a lot of his puppyhood with a cone on. Because he's a lunatic. His eyes glaze over. He stands up. His ears. I'm like, something's going to die. <laughs> Where is it? I know the characteristics. I get the leash out. If I don't get the leash out, then I'm screaming through people's yards. Addie, stop! Addie, I look like, I mean, I look like an 80-year-old woman running through people's yards. Addie, stop! Stop! Because he'll kill anything that he can catch. And he's a Malamar, so you got to be able to throttle up to 40 to get away from him. It ain't easy. And he's stealthy. He doesn't make a sound. They don't even know until their teeth is on them. But I see it. I know it's coming. That's how you defeat it. And remember, I'm not just talking about beast one and beast two. Many antichrists have come. I'll get into that. I'm preaching ahead of myself. I'll give you one. Here, here, here is a characteristic of the antichrist. Control. That's not God. How does God control you? He doesn't. He gives you a choice. You choose. He doesn't control anything. He's released the earth to the prince of the power of the air. You can have his dominion, but you have to choose it. So anybody who's trying to control you is antichrist. Some of you single women need to get that when it comes to boyfriends. Some of you single men need to get that when it comes to girlfriends. Yeah, get quiet there. Got a bunch of sadomasochists in here who like to be controlled. I have a neighbor of mine right now who's dating. Well, he's not a neighbor anymore. He moved away, but his name's Mike. He moved away, but I was talking to a friend of his, and he's dating this woman. 
And he's, oh, she's beautiful and she's great and whatever. And she wants to put a tracker on his phone. I have a three-letter word for you, Mike. Run! Run! I don't care how hot she is. Run! You should know, Antichrist! Somebody wants to control you? Somebody who's super jealous? Antichrist! I don't get all the, I get to spend three hours on this. But. <laughs> Victimhood is another one. What's, what's Christ? Authority. You look at Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Behold, I give unto you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Authority. Then he called his 12 disciples together and he gave them power and authority over all demons and to heal diseases. Victimhood's the opposite. We better close down. We better mask. Antichrist, you're a victim. Uh, you know, nobody will accept us, so we're going to get violent. You're a victim. You're just a victim. I don't care what race you are. I don't care what sexual orientation you are. Those are heaven and hell things for sure, but I'm telling you, you don't ever have to be a victim. There's plenty, listen, there's plenty of gay people who are going to burn in hell for all of eternity. They're not victims. They're just being gay. Plenty of fornicators too. They're all going to hell. I'm just talking about victimhood right now. Tom, you shouldn't tell people to go to hell. Jesus did. Why would I not emulate the one that I follow? Why do you not? Because it's Antichrist. Antichrist is swept into the church. But they don't preach Jesus. They preach the things antithetical to Jesus in the name of Jesus. Antichrist. They come in his name. Control, spot it, identify it, name it out loud to its face, Antichrist. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burned again with a yoke of slavery. Now the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Yes, I mixed French in there. It's the only French word I know outside of no. You're not a victim. What do you do? You submit your, James 4, 7 it. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist doesn't mean, oh, get away, go away. It means actively fight against in the Greek. Fight against it. You don't be a victim. Fight against, you know, a lot of people, they get the second part, but they won't do the first. Those are all the offended Christians. I see them all the time. I see them in this church. They've been offended. They glaze over just like my dog, right in the cone, man. 
We're offended. We've, we've tuned out. Still attending. We're like ghosts. Still attending, but we didn't get exactly what we want, so we're shutting down. We're taking, or let me put it back. I'll, I'll, I'll translate that into evangelical ease. We're taking a step back. Right. Really? Is that, did you submit yourselves, therefore, to God? Did you sub, is that submission to God? Is there a verse? Am I missing it somewhere? Is it a psalm? Is it a proverb? We're taking a step back. Why don't you take a step forward instead of being a victim? Stop being a Christian wanderer. A Christian wanderer is nothing more than a parasite floating from church to church, sucking on the teat. Well, they won't let me do the ministry that I want to do here. Well, why don't you do something else then? You coward, you want to quit because ministry is too tough for you. You want to quit. Quitting's easier. Let's just wander to the next church and then wander to the next church. You're a victim. Why don't you submit yourself, therefore, to God and let him open doors? Hey, Tom, why do you always talk about offense? Because you have to inside the church. The entire, most of the evangelical world gets offended in the church and nowhere else. So most Christians fixate on the one antichrist while their whole life is being dominated by minor antichrists. They don't even know. Destroyed for lack of knowledge. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets. Antichrist means anti-word because Jesus is the word. Anti-word and pro-world. Let me show you. 1 John 2, 18. Deceptions of the last hour. And that's what we're living in right now. The last hour. With, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. Second Peter 3, 8. I'm just telling you, we're living in the last hour. It'll pendulum swing. It'll go back and forth. But I'm telling you, we're living in the last hour. Little children, 1 John 2, 18. It is the last hour, and as you have heard, that the Antichrist is coming. Right, we've focused on that. Even now, many antichrists have come. By which we know that it is the last hour. You know, a lot of houses have an antichrist in it. There's a driver in the house, an instigator in the house. Now, what I've seen at this church is when I see people take off, 90% of the time it's their wife doing it. And I guess the man went to, got in transgender surgery. <laughs> got, his, got his nuts lopped off and has an inverted vagina because he followed her right out the door. <laughs> what do you do? If you got an antichrist instigator, the wife is shut down now. Or the husband, whatever. There's an instigator. You go. What, now what is that? Is that word? Is that word what she's doing right now? Is that word? If it's not, go up to her or go up to him to their freaking face and say, antichrist. You shut one door after another for us. 
God wants us in ministry and you keep shutting the doors because you're offended. You don't get everything you want. So you shut down and take a step back and then you wander to the next place, on to the next teat. What fruit is there that you're right? What compelling evidence is there that you're correct? Nothing. You're like, Tom, you're mean. No, if there's no fruit, I'm trying to make you fruitful. But the first thing you'll have to do is acknowledge no fruit. Well, we're really growing. How are you growing? How are you growing? We're growing on the inside. Antichrist. Amazing to me, these Christian wanderers. And I give them a shot. I don't get everything they want. We're taking a step back. You're a coward. You'd rather quit. You quit your whole life. You're wandering from one place to the next, and you never, ever, ever accomplish anything. And you refuse to acknowledge it because it'll ruin your own personal persona of yourself. I'm a prophet. Prophet to who? A prophet to the three people at the dinner table every night? You're welcome. Now many antichrists have come. Back to 1 John 2, 18. By which we know that it is the last hour. Verse 19. They went out from us. Where are you gonna find them? From the church. I'm not looking to Fauci. He's operating in the antichrist spirit. But the most damaging ones are the ones who come out from the church. Fauci couldn't close the church without compliant antichrists and false prophets inside the church. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. Look what happens to these people. Now they, they got to win for a while. They had their Zoom messages. All the giving kept up. I, I saw Pastor come out. We're never gonna do church service again in person because you know what? We're, we're making more money now. People are all saying, well, guess what happened to all those people? Because everybody, what do you call it when you hook up your giving to a phone? I mean, to a, what? Yeah, well, I mean, you, they're, they're getting it through PayPal, whatever else, so it's all electronic giving. Online giving. So you have online giving that people, well, it's hooked up directly to their account, direct deposit. Well, eventually, people stop giving. That's why these ministries are going, uh, debu- they're out. They're falling, they're, they no longer exist. Because eventually people stop. It's right here, 2, Peter, 2 Timothy 3, 8, 9. Now as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so did these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds. These are people who have come out from among us. Watch them. Identify them. How do you identify them? No Bible. Or they do it, they do it devil style. Partial verses. Now as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt mind disapprove concerning the faith, but they shall progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all. This happened to them. That's what's happened to them. They'll, listen, there'll be plenty more antichrists to start back up antichrist churches. 
in the name of Jesus. 1 John 4, 3. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist. So it's not just a person, it's a spirit. It's an attitude. Yes, it's demonic and it's an attitude. What's an Antichrist spirit attitude? Anything antithetical to the word. Well, you know, in our family, we have bipolar that runs through it. So, you know, I'm, I'm moody. That's not a Bible verse, so that's Antichrist. Tom, life is not that simple. Yes, it is. It's every last thing in the Bible, everything that's, every last thing that's important is in the Bible. It's not so specific that, you know, what does the Bible say that on April 2nd, 2023, what am I going to eat today? That's not in there. But everything that's important is in there. And you should be able to identify Antichrist spirit, Holy Spirit. In yourself. I do. That's not God. I say it to myself. Ooh. <laughs> Skunk. That's not God. I, I sense it in myself. I'm walking down the road. I'm like, man, you're carnal today. I sense it. I need to bring that into captivity right now. Well, I don't, I don't live in that level of specificity. Then you don't, live with, you don't live in the realm of the Holy Ghost. He's that specific. He cares about everything. He sees the sparrow fall to the ground. How much more does he care about you? He's that specific. I mean, Matthew 10, 30. If he won't destroy your hair, go like this right now. They're all numbered. Numbered. Oh, that's symbolism. Oh, really? It doesn't say the symbolism in there. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. He's that specific. And you're not supposed to take captive every thought. Make it obedient to Christ. My child doesn't listen to me when I tell him to do anything. That's antichrist. Oh, we let it go. That's antichrist. I'll make him listen. Sign a waiver. I'll make him listen right now. He'll come to me. I guarantee you in 10 minutes your son will come to me. But you got to sign a waiver. Somebody handed me a waiver on the way out. Love you, whoever you are. It's I read it. It wasn't funny. It was actually a real waiver. And by the way, whoever it was that, that delivered 12, 12 packs of Coke to my house, I love you. Thank you. Whoever it was. Is that you? <laughs> Thank you, brother. I love you. And now I, can, now I feel safer drinking it now that it's you. There's a couple people that hate me out there. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you. It's a huge. <laughs> I drink Coke. Talking about what God judges the righteous and God is angry at the wicked every day. I drink Coke every day. <laughs> it's the first thing I drink every day. As I go out to the refrigerator, start the day. I know. That's why I can't see my belt and you can. All right. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> They're wanting to sweeten me up. 1 John 4, 3, and this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. Acknowledge it, identify it, rebuke it, defeat it. 1 John 4, 5, they are of the world, therefore they speak as the world. If it's the world, you're not supposed to be conforming to it. Whatever the world is doing, Romans 12, 2, you shouldn't be conforming to it. You should be restraining it. 
proliferation of transgenderism, homosexuality, violence, abortion, pandemics, a climate change hoaxes. You shouldn't be compliant. You should, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm gonna get an EV. That'll, that'll reduce my emissions. Antichrist. You know, see, I didn't get any response on that. How are they gonna control you? Can't control you if there's gas stations. Can only control you when they can turn off the power grid that charges your car. Don't want you to go to work. You know what, I heard you're gonna vote for Trump. Yeah, you don't have a car anymore, no power. And they'll say, whoops, it was accidental, just like they do every, every time they censor somebody on social media. Oh, it was accidental, and now we're reviewing it right now. They are of the world, people of the Antichrist spirit. Same, spirit of the world, Antichrist, same thing. Prince of the power of the air. That's his world. Our world is the new heaven and the new earth. That's our world. This world will go. Be gone. Matthew 24, 35. It's going to pass away. But we'll have a brand. That's our world. Our citizenship is there, not here. This is their world. Now, every, every single plot of land that our feet step on, we own if we want to. We are to occupy until he comes. We own it if we're on it. But we don't own it all. Narrow is the way and few find it. There really aren't many of us. But whatever we own, whatever we stand on, we own. Unless you relinquish it through unbelief. They are of the world. Therefore, they speak as of the world. And the world hears them. These are, I'm not, now this is who? People coming out of the church. You hear all these pastors, what they want is mass attendance, mass acceptance, mass adulation from the world. They want to be approved by the world. There's only one problem with that. The world is antichrist. So you're wanting to be approved by the antichrist. Both Antichrist spirit, Antichrist attitude, Antichrist with an S, and the Antichrist. You wanted to be approved by them. Why? And here's the problem with it. You can only serve one master. You can only serve one. No man can serve two masters. For either he will love the one and hate the other, else he will hold to the one and despise the other they end up always despising Jesus. They despise him. You see major Christian figures come out and embrace the world's ideology so that the world will say, you know what? The Biden administration called me up and said we can come to the White House. We have a, we have, we have a show on OWN, Oprah's Network. You can figure that one out if you want. In order to be on own, you have to embrace homosexuality. So you have now despised Jesus. And like Jesus doesn't despise the homosexual. Listen, here's the thing. The word says the homosexual will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. You're going on own saying that they will. Ushering people into hell when you could be ushering them into heaven. Well, yeah, but they'll hate me if I tell them the truth. First of all, you're already lost. 
If you think like that, you're finished. You're finished unless you repent. Oh my gosh, it's 12.06. I gotta close this thing up. I had no idea what time it was. Lost in myself. So you will choose one. 12.06, I'll be, uh, worship team, you guys make your way. I'm gonna be done at 12.10, four minutes. Everybody good with that? Let me lube the tubes for one final scream fest. So you can only choose one. And by the way, what you need to do is this. You need to bring that into every area of your life. Everybody makes things general instead of specific. In this area, in my marriage, I can only serve one master. Which one will I serve? Jesus or myself? Because I will end up hating one and love the other. You should hate yourself. I'm crucified with Christ. Crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Gone, I'm gone. You will choose. In your finances, will you choose God or the world? Because you, you can only love one. You can only serve one. And you will hate the other. Nobody preaches about everybody. No, everyone's afraid to leave. Everyone's afraid to include certain words because they believe that it's antithetical to the word. That it's anti, not antithetical to the word. Antithetical to their view of Jesus. Jesus hates things. God hates things. You get hate from God. And you can use it for sin or you can use it for righteousness. You get sexuality from God. You get love from God. You choose how you use these things. You get eyesight from God. Hearing from God, you choose how you use them. But in, be very specific in your life. Which master will I serve in my marriage, in my finances, in my lifestyle? Because I will love one and I will hate the other. That's the way that it is. There's no way you cannot escape God's word. People think they do. They're like, I, I never ended up hating anything. But you're out of the church. You don't win souls. You don't perform miracles. So you did actually choose one. All the while convincing yourself that you did not. Go to him. I'll close right there. There we go. Go to him. Oh, thank you. Love you. That's a solid, man. I've been preaching now. When do we, I've been preaching now for an hour and 20 minutes, something like that. That's a long message. That's a long message. What I want to tell you today is ask God. I didn't get to a lot of the meaty portions of this. We'll start it, get into it next week. There's more and more to this. If you, if you hear something that's, that says that who knows if you'll be healed or not, that doesn't believe 100% God wants you well, that's antichrist. He took up our infirmities and carried our diseases. Matthew 8, 17. So if you hear that God can heal you, but you don't know if he will, antichrist. Well, we don't know why uh, people aren't healed. That's antichrist. They're not healed because of unbelief. I didn't say they weren't going to heaven. This, go to, you can go to heaven in the midst of unbelief as long as you believe correctly. Most Christians, most Christians in the Bible failed for unbelief. But if the answer is not unbelief, then it's antichrist. Understand that. Well, we don't know why. It's not a Bible verse. There is no, I don't know why. To you, it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. There is not, I don't know why. 
The wise are right here. They're right here. Whenever I fail, I go, you know, I've been telling God this this week. I'll close right here. 1210. I'll close right here. I told God a couple times this week. Some little struggles this week or whatever, but I just told God, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not you, God. It's me. It's not you. Whenever I've quit things, God always tells me, it comes right into my ear, the power of the Holy Ghost. His voice comes right into my mind. You've never even tried it my way. Every time I quit. And that, for those of you that struggle with quitting, understand you've never even tried it his way. And don't blame God. It's not God. He always causes you to try. Well, Tom, you're holding me back. You're holding me back from ministry. Outperform me then. You start filling rooms full of people. Outperform me. I've never had anybody get offended and leave the church that was outperforming me. I've only had those who were offended and left the church simply because they were offended with no performance at all. Don't fall into that. Be very specific in your life. What is it? Christ, Antichrist. Right now. Apply it to your kids. Apply it to your marriage. Apply it to your finances. Apply it to your job. Apply it to what you're gifted and called to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you need to get right with God this morning, this is going to be brief. It's going to take less than two minutes. If you need to get right with God this morning, right when I said that, you already know that it's you. If you're a Christian, you've fallen back into a lifestyle of sin. You need to get right with God because that's a hell-bound condition. It's called apostasy. Please read it in the Bible. In Matthew chapter 24. In 1 Timothy chapter 4. Read it for yourself. If you've never been saved before, now is your time. And maybe you got saved when you were three years old, but it just didn't take. Whatever it is, wherever you are at, that you know that you need to get right with God. Christians, you should be praying right now. Someday you will see that right now, not the meal you're about to eat, not your job tomorrow, not your vacation next week, but right now is the most important thing. The most important time of your life is right now because you will witness the great white throne judgment. You'll witness it. And souls are at stake right now. You should be praying. If you need to get right with God this morning, now is your time. What does it mean to get right with God? Born again, saved. What does that mean? It means your sins taken from you. You being released from the repercussions of your sins. Having your sins separated from you as far as the east is from the west. Here is a trustworthy saying. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. The man speaking before you now was, was, chief among sinners. My sin is no longer recognized. I'm no longer even a sinner. I'm not even a sinner saved by grace anymore. My sin is no longer even acknowledged by God, never seen by God. He doesn't even know that I did it. He removed it from his own memory. He's the only one capable of doing that. That can be you too. Even if you're like, I hate this church and I'm never coming back, don't listen. Leave the church, but don't leave Jesus. Let him into your life. He'll take care of the church part. If that's you and you need to get right with God, stretch your hand up right where you're at. I'm not gonna bring you forward. Relax. I'm not gonna bring you forward. This is just between me, you, and God. I got you. Come on, put them up. You know who it is. Come on. Come on, put them up. I'm not gonna bring you forward. I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'm not gonna bring you in front of people. Nothing. 
Right, you can put them down. Those of you that raised your hands, I'm gonna ask you to pray this prayer out loud. But everybody's gonna pray it with you, out loud. You pray it, you mean it, and you're saved. Everybody together, here we go. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins. And I now turn from them. And I give you my life from this day on. In Jesus' mighty name. Church shouts, amen and amen. Praise you, Lord. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.